Hello, and welcome to the Old Farm Bus Podcast. This is the Back of the Bus Session. Hello and welcome to the Old Farm Bus Back of the Bus Sessions podcast. Today I'm absolutely buzzing. We've got a special episode. This is going to be, hopefully, with on one <laughs> that we keep on going on doing. It's role models. We've got a night here on the farm with young lads. We have a fire circle. We do practical skills. We've got cooking. We've got a lot of different skills coming to this night. And I'm really excited about all the men that we have coming in and, and showing their skills. So I'm going to introduce you to Big J. Hello. How are we doing, mate? I'm good. We've got Matt over here. How's it going? My boy Ollie next to me and I'm Mikey. So lads, I brought us together to just talk about what we're up to. So Jay, your involvement in the night, I got you along because I know what you do for a living. Yeah. You work with young people. You've been doing this work for a long time, like 20 odd years ago you were doing this? Yeah, 21 years ago, yeah. 21 yeah, years. Yeah. So what were you doing then? I was doing the mentoring stuff. Um, and as I said to you on the previous podcast, so I was um, working with young offenders in the city so top 10 young offenders or re-offending in the city so it was part of a an active sports type program so we mentored uh, or i was a mentor for young offenders um at the time so basically doing one-to-one work group work sports work kind of stuff that we're doing here to be fair um on the tuesday night so yeah that's what i was doing sort of 20 well, i don't know 42 so it was 2019 20 so yeah 20 22 years ago and we'll get into sort of why Working mm. with young people is where your heart lies. And same with you, Matt. Have you worked with young people before? Never. No, this is my first time. So it's very exciting. And it, I actually have gotten a lot out of it in the past, how long have we done it? Eight weeks now, something like that. So Because the reason I got you on board, we uh, did a night here, we're not doing it at the minute, but muck out mornings. Mm-hmm. And I've really connected with you. I thought you had a lovely way about you. But to be honest, it was 95% women a lot of the time. Yeah. So when we were chatting, uh, it was an anomaly for me. <laughs> but then you were just sent really passionate about what you were into and your passions and your interests. Yeah, yeah. And I thought this could really rub off into the nights that we're trying to bring here because my whole thing on every night we do it's just passion yeah. i'm trying to help passion fuel people because i believe that's the key that is the in for people if you can find a hook if you can find a sense of purpose mm-hmm. in their life that's mm, your, your road set isn't it then yeah. and i felt that in you i knew you had that thing so i wanted you to impart that but what is that thing uh so I make furniture. That's my job. I'm a self-employed. Uh, I guess I call myself a carpenter, but I'm not really. I make furniture mostly. So I've been doing that for the past seven, eight years now. Um, and uh, yeah, I love it. I found I've always made things, but it's um, when you came up with the uh, idea of coming and doing this night with everyone, I thought it just sounded like a really, really positive thing for young lads to be doing. Um, and even if it just because it's a particular thing building as well it's it's slow really it's not results immediately so unless you're doing bodge jobs yeah which is largely (laughs) what I do as well so that's absolutely fine but um, um, I I thought if you could plant the seed of of this is what's possible um, when we're doing building and anything we do with the role models night I thought it would be an important thing to be a part of so 
that's why I thought it sounded like a really good idea and I wanted to be a part of it. So Beauty. And, and Ollie, it's actually a nice tale on how you came to the old farm bus because you've been here for quite a while now and been a part of the journey. A little while, yeah. The whole yeah. building of it. But I love it like you lads know, like how kind and humble and beautiful this guy is. One day I woke up and I got a message but this guy had made a film to put on YouTube and send me. Because you know when people want to have involvement or mm. whatever, they'll send you a bit of a, a write-up or whatever it is. But he thought, no, I'm going to go a step further. I'm going to make a film and just try and sort of meet you without having to meet you kind yeah. of thing. And I, I just thought that was really film, lovely. Film makes it sound extravagant. It was just a little video. It was really... But it was enough, wasn't it? I was it? really yeah. curious, honestly. It was like, it's gone to the trouble of putting it on YouTube, then sending it over. And originally, you just wanted to come and, and drum, didn't you? I did, yeah. yeah, what, yeah. Did we have the projects going at this point? No, no. So this was before even off the breaks. Um, I think I sent you a message... As after a place to play the drums, that's that's all I really wanted to be uh, be yeah. doing. Um, but I, I think part of that as well was um, for my own practice, but also with the idea of teaching as well. And um, I think when I came up to meet you and Chrissy, we kind of were talking about it all and you showed me around. Um, and then you were kind of telling me about your plans going forwards. Um, and um, that's kind of where Off the Breaks came in and started taking off. That was fun, wasn't so it? So I, yeah, I, I, I mean, it's amazing how I, I kind of came, I met you, and then that just kind of evolved into off the breaks, and then whatever so off, else after that. Off the breaks was the sessions were running before all these five nights a week, and what did we have about forty kids showing up most sessions? That's a good number. It was yeah, so. around forty yeah, or yeah. so, but it was re- it was just me. <laughs> Chrissy, Ollie and his brother Joe yeah. and we were just constantly making up stuff on the job. We learnt a lot in doing that. Massive, yeah. But that really was a moment where I saw the potential of what you can do and what you can achieve and, and the kids gravitate around you. They really enjoy your presence. I think I think some like all of the kids gravitate to each of us. I think yeah. that's why it's nice to have such a mix like mixed bag of us mm-hmm. as, as facilitators because they each will like resonate slightly like some of them just want to come and play drums with me and they get on with my character mm-hmm. some of them want to do like stuff with Jay and same with you you know um, what's it been like because obviously you said in that chat you just wanted to come and play, play the drums have a place to be and I've got you working with young people have you enjoyed that process? what sort of learning have you done in this time working doing that um i mean just loads really like when i think back to even the first off the break session that i came to um i was a bit like matt in that i hadn't really worked with young people certainly not in like almost like a group setting and so it's a little bit nerve-wracking. I was a bit like, oh, wow, like, how how do you communicate with them? How do you hang out? But, like, I don't know. I think you just relax into it. And, um, you know, week by week, it all just kind of um, just flows better, you know. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I think... I don't know. Um, it's just been a just a gradual process, I guess. Like... Um, I think because I've done a lot, a few different workshops, like I've done the drumming, I've done some stuff with you, I've helped Joe out with some acting as well. Mm. I've kind of been able to um, work with the kids on a few different levels, which has been really nice. Mm. Um, and so 
A lot of the kids that we get on the farm are ones that particularly struggle in mainstream mm. education. That's predominantly most of the nights that we're having. Mm. But they've got lovely personalities, really excitable, yeah, great kids, wonderful yeah. kids, yeah. aren't they? When you meet them. I would like to just do, again, a round table of, like, what's your thoughts on why we're getting those in and what is your thoughts on the system? How we can be as open and honest. We've spoke a lot about that on the podcast before, education. Mm. But, yeah, what is your thoughts on it and why we're getting the kids we're getting down here? Because it is a bit alternative, isn't it? Mm. On buses, on a farm. Yeah. What's your thoughts, Jay? Uh, it's different, isn't it? And and not a one size doesn't fit all. And that's the beauty of, of here um, is that there are different activities for different mindsets. Um, every, and I said it before, you know, to treat all, all kids the same is to treat them really inequitably because everybody's got a different background. Everybody's got a different home life. Everybody's got a different diet sometimes, you know. And mainstream education doesn't suit everybody. The The challenge of being in an, a very um, constrained environment for young people um, and having those set rigidly rules and boundaries sometimes doesn't work for them. It doesn't mean that they're bad or unruly. It just means that for whatever reason, they cannot cope in that type of situation. Mm you then put them out in society and what you end up with is you know a street corner where there's no rules nobody's given them any rules or boundaries and then you end up with with significant issues you end up with problems on the street antisocial behavior having something that has rules and boundaries that are fluid to a degree mm. um but they largely make up with us and and have to follow the rules that they made themselves mm as well as having different things to the you've got the building you've got the drumming you've just got the space outside you've got the graffiti you know you've got the fire that dan does you know and and the cooking they they have those rules within that thing mm. and they have an option to either do that or that or that or that or move between the two if their attention is and i think that and the personalities that we have around the table and those that aren't here as well massive personalities and calm personalities mm. that aren't going to detention they're not going to you know wield the the iron rod they're going to explain calmly and allow them to then move through that i mm. think that's why you get what you get here that's why it's working isn't i think it? It is, i like yeah. that sense of ownership as well yeah. on the space yeah. we're mm -hmm. conducting and creating this together yeah. and it feels like a process yeah and and you know, I, I did some work in residential homes for a few years and, you know, so different young people have, um, you know, they, they have, oh, what's the word? It's gone. But they, they can't, they have a, it'll come to me in a minute. They have to have different personalities that they, they were warm to. So the attachment. So mm, some of mm. them have got real attachment issues. So they can't attach to one particular person. And if so, they have to have a number of people around them with different personalities that they can get the best out of. You'll have those... if they get too close to somebody, it feels like it's something wrong will happen. Yes. So they, they, so they can this... move, but they've okay. got the opportunity to move yeah. between us all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and get That's the best thing. out of it. You know, when it starts to feel too, too, I mean, there's one particular young man, I won't name him, of course, yeah. who comes and 
some nights he's really standoffish some nights he's next to you and mm. you're watching bounce around each individual personality basically sponging every nice bit that he can get and then he'll move on and and that works for him do, do you know why I think it's working as well is because we haven't all been on courses and <laughs> overdone it like we're, we're semi naive to it but we are people <laughs> And we've been on our journeys mm. and we're trying to just learn on the spot. Whereas I've noticed in schools and certain places where they try and bring in what's this pedagogy told me or what's this said and they can overdo it and lose that sense of what does my heart say in this situation? <clears throat> and yeah. I, 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 th I don't know. I, I think there's a nuance to this. Mm. I think you have to have safety and you have to have procedures and you have to have things in place but what I'm noticing from everyone around is they really tune into that side of their their human nature and they're looking at this person seeing them in stress or seeing them off the walls excited and we're easily able to sort of go to our side of right I'm just going to be me for this and authenticity mm. and see how it, it works but we don't have a system that we have to be constrained to either. Yeah. So you, you talk about school and you talk about, yes, courses and stuff like that. A teacher's got a class of 30 kids. Yeah. They have to impart knowledge. They have to meet a key stage. Yeah. They've got, they've got, you might have one or two young people there who are really struggling and that's okay, but they don't necessarily have the, the bounce effect of, of having more than one person in the classroom. They've got 28 other young people that they've got to teach something to and it becomes the mass rather than the individual. When you come to something like this, you've got more than one adult, mm. a safe adult in the arena, as it were, who isn't there to necessarily impart anything specific, mm. and they have that time to manoeuvre you and spend that time with you over a period of, of an hour, two hours, 12 weeks. And that's what they warm to because it's not constrained. You know, teachers have a tough job, don't they? But they've, they've, got, they've feel got to deliver something. They're so. going with like, mm -hmm. here's my passion. And then suddenly everything else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it is just a grade chasing game teaching as well. That's that's all it is now. If you're in an academy. It's competing, it's isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what I've found on the farm when we do the role models is because we do our uh, men's circle at the start, because we all share our daily lives date what we go what we're having mm. going on with us i think they get that confidence to be like even though i don't share fully you know what they might be feeling because they're young boys they still know that because we've shared we're more almost more vulnerable mm. in a way that they they've seen us be vulnerable so they can almost mm. say well i didn't have a very good day and that's all they can say but because we've we've shared that mm. intimate sort of like oh i've had a a tough day at work I've, I've you know i've lost a family member something like that they can see us being strong men where maybe they don't see that at school with teachers who are saying you need to do your work or mm. you're going to get a detention mm. so it's, it's a different set it's like a that, domino effect isn't yeah. it when that happens. gives them some permission uh, doesn't it yeah. as well C keeping on just education for a minute and then you said a good word then the masculinity i'd like to get on to like what positive and healthy masculinity looks like and then what is toxic masculinity and we'll all have a version on that but this man here uh you had a really interesting education did you follow was it the steiner school model that you were engaged yeah. in yeah. The okay so have you guys heard of the steiner school 
or anything like a bit that. Of a Stein Not, beer. It's a German model, isn't it, for schooling and education? Yeah. Yeah, Could you give us a bit of a talk about that? Because I'm, I'm a dad and I've got to look at a school for Ella to go to eventually. And it's something that I've been intrigued by, but listening to you, it wasn't, it, it was nuanced. It wasn't the best. And I see, I've glorified it in a way. Sure. Yeah. Like, I mean, I probably would do a big injustice trying to describe it because I went through the school. I didn't, I don't teach, I haven't studied it as such. Um, but my experience at school was great. I had a really good uh, time. And, um, I think a lot of that is to do with just how deep that education system goes. Um, and um, he's just, Rudolf Steiner kind of developed a system that like really looks at um, a child from their infant stage through to puberty, through to adolescence and then adult. Um, and it's it's really looking at how as an infant, they're, they're always imitating. Um, they're, they're copying everything that um, other they, they see in that outside mm. world. And then they move through into the imagination stage, and um, and then they start moving into like their rational th- thinking and you know be- becoming an adult. Um, this has just come off. All right, so it'll still be going. It's one. Oh, it's just okay, dodgy wires. Actually, it's dodgy <laughs> wires. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, like that being said, the kind of the classes follow that natural pattern through a child's kind of life cycle, if you will. Mm. Um, and it's it's just I think it's a very grounded system. There's a lot to do with like the outdoors. Um, like when I think back to school, I just remember going on things like walks, being encouraged to play outside. Um, it was a very it was a very small school. The one that I went to it was about like 100, 130 pupils altogether. Wow. Yeah. So there's like classes of ten, um, which touching on like how. It, uh, I think you were saying like there's 28 people mm. in the class and one teacher yeah. and it's like a lot of attention to like divide between so many people but I think in these smaller classes there was kind of um, you just kind of got the support you needed um, Was that in this country? Yeah yeah, yeah. That, okay. So yeah. I think I think he's actually Austrian he's from he was alive in like the 1930s um, and uh, but like the schools have branched out now they're, they're in Europe they're in the UK I think mm. they're in America um, it's a shame about because it was it Michael Wood you went to Mike, Michael House School. Michael House, okay. Is it is it working that? Just sorry if not. It's, it's it's good. It just needs a little wiggle at times. Little wiggle. There you go. Yeah, we're awesome. Back. I'm good at editing. Yeah. Why did that close down? Do you know? Because for me, what you've just described then is quite similar or to what we're doing here. Um, in that terms of we get to really hone in with students, we get to mm. really help develop and learn, but it's tangible numbers yeah. mm-hmm. and things like that. And just knowing that it, it is going off, there is different alternative uh, r- routes with education mm. and things being... Because all I knew was the mainstream way of doing it. And I, I think systems are there... <laughs> And some people will just suit them, and it makes sense. Yeah. But for those that don't, we need to be thinking and having conversations about what else can we deploy. You see them pop up, though, don't you? And and the thing is about something, that model sounds fantastic. It's the sustainability of that model, isn't it? And when you've got the wider aspect of mainstream education, you do have the pop-ups. So, you know, you've heard of Kit McGrath. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, sometimes we would refer to Kit McGrath and do, do some one-to-one stuff after school. And they're becoming more and more prominent on the education circuit as an independent who can offer certain things. You know, most things now are academies. And you, you know, there is a, mon- there is a monetary value to, mm-hmm. to achieving yeah. grades. Um, you know, I, I, I worked with a young person <clears throat> who was permanently excluded, for instance, and shouldn't have been. Um, and the reason that they were permanently excluded. Bringing the school down. Yeah, because it was this. It was a statistic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that young person becomes a statistic in a school of a thousand kids. You know, you've got nine hundred ninety-nine who aren't getting ex- uh, fixed-term exclusions every week, but you've got one that is. And then when they're going to be monitored or when things are coming in, they've got that statistics there. So it was easier to just move them to one side, as uh, you know. But that 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 has a knock-on effect for that young person because they mm. become lost. What you're talking about is is fantastic and rooted in in the 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 learning aspect of a child as an individual. Mm-hmm. But and the mainstream real, can't like, do that. It's not. We're not just imagining this. This is something that you went through yeah. and have explored. Yeah. So I'm really fascinated. Sounds to, fantastic. To hear yeah. about Look, another it. large part of it is like getting uh, working with your hands a lot. You know, you you'll work through different materials from like beeswax to clay, mm. and through the ages, you know that they, they introduce different parts of that. And so it's not a case of like getting you writing from a really young age because we're not, our hands aren't developed at such a young age and neither is our intellect to be like studying all these words and these symbols and letters and mm-hmm. going over and over. It's like, it's not, it's kind of forcing something out of a child that isn't naturally already there. Molding them yeah, for yeah. a purpose beyond what their needs are. Yeah, but if you get them like working with their hands and they, they're creating shapes and animals and things like mm. that with these natural materials, it's, it's, um, I think it just applies better to the kids at that point. Mm. But it, I mean, I don't know all your journey, but it is apparent in who you are. You've found a thing that and a passion, but you're, you're daring. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, you're phenomenal on the drums. Like, re, that is solely you. And do you attest that to the fact that you were allowed to explore and encouraged to explore? Whereas schools are kind of, no, you're here to do this thing. And the mind might be going, well, I feel I've just seen something out there. And like, no, sorry, you're in art now. or Well, art's kind of cool, but yeah. no, you're in maths. Yeah. And then you, you stop exploring that thing and then put a bit of a pin on it. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I see where you're coming from. Um, I think it had, yeah, I, I think because from a young age, I've been encouraged to just kind of... Um, to just just to be curious mm. and, and to mm. be okay to try word, things, though. you know. That's a great word. And a great word. yeah, and when when you when you stay with curiosity and you never lose that sense, you kind of, to a certain degree, never properly grow up. You stay in a kind of a nice curious state. Like everything's <laughs> yeah. interesting, but yeah. you yeah. you don't dry up, you know. Because I do think school is sort of set up. Here's a question. What's the answer? And they want you to get to that answer in the fastest route. It's sort of A to B, mm-hmm. and that sort of here's a question what could the answer be you know like if i said what color is tuesday everybody here is going to have a completely different color in their head it's it's actually blue (laughs) (laughs) definitely (laughs) (laughs) we've all got a a perspective but we're all encouraged that that's yours to play with and Mm. that's a piece Mm. of you and nobody can be wrong in that yeah but you know for a school to exist and to work and to function you have to have losers because if everyone came for a job and everyone's got an A and just went, look at that, mm. 
You've got mm. nothing to measure it against. So for an A to exist, you need a B, you need a C, you need a D, you need an E. Mm. And then that means you've got people built into society as, well, I'm dumb at this, I can't do that, I'm dumb at that. Rather than a CV of, here's what I can do, I'm brilliant at this, this and that. Mm. And I just don't think that they focus on that as the forefront in education, which I find quite a shame. It's they're here for them. And, and you know, I'm, I don't want to just hammer them because my, my partner's a teacher. <laughs> I know incredible teachers. Mm-hmm. They've gone in there with the, the right state of mind, but I, I see them getting battered and bruised left, mm-hmm. right and centre because of something way beyond their reach. And I think it, it then affects the teachers, which floods down to the kids. Everyone loses their spark, which is why we... Why are we going to school? Do you know what I mean? That's a good question, a really thing, good thing to ask. Education's changed massively and, and, and changes every now and again based on what's happening in society, based on what the new trend is. That does have an impact. You know, 100 years ago, everybody went left school at 15 and went down went down a pit, you know, or they went to be a police officer, you know, or, the, you know, it was or into the stem fields it was more hands-on back back then you know i remember my father talking to me about you know his school days and what they were learning and then society moved on new inventions happened so then it became more about the technology side of stuff so that was the more of the delivery so the less of the hands-on stuff that come Mm -hmm. in and then you compound that with what mainstream social media depicts and what the expectation our young people have about what success looks like well, that's very hard to teach that, isn't it? Because mm. you're, you're competing, I've said this before on a different podcast, you're competing against millions of other people, a very, but a very small percentage of hyper-successful people mm. that they're now trying to aspire to be. So the fall from grace, as it were, or the fall from I'm not going to achieve that is bigger than it would be if they wanted to be a maths teacher, but they ended up being something else because mm. the fall was less. You can't, your career's advisor... You won't have the grades, but have you tried this? Now, the aspirational stuff that our kids have to look at is Mm. all the way up there. And I'm not saying they shouldn't aspire to be those people. Mm. Some of them, some of them not. (laughs) Wrong models. But then the teaching staff have also got to keep this level as well, haven't they? Mm. That You need your core and your key skills to do certain things because you might want to be the next YouTuber. But actually, you've got to have this as well. And it just dilutes what our young people are sort of viewing and, and, and their sense of self. It dilutes mm. what perhaps they want to be. You know, I knew, I didn't really know what I wanted to be until, you know, in my late teens um, doing whatever. Whereas I think nowadays, our young people have got so much to, I, I to th- dilute them. I think, just to intercept that, I, th- I think the most important skill we could ever help people with is the ability to think for yourself and that's what they lose and you know this we need you to answer this correctly and have this bunch of answers to sort of regurgitate loses that ability to explore and think about all the different possibilities because you know when my friend did a book called uh, forget school (laughs) Uh, but he went around and just interviewed hundreds of self-employed young people Mm. from the ages of 21 to 30 and he just asked them two questions like what did school teach you and what didn't it and the commonality was outside of school i had to learn how to network how to have confidence there are all these like quite whole wholesome 
attributes mm. that aren't in the curriculum whatsoever because you need to have X, Y, what is X and Y and Z, answer that in a box, tick, no, you back. Do you know what I mean? It, it, but having this ability to think for yourself, right, where am I? What do I want to be? Where do I want to go next? Spin plates. I think that's what the world's become. Mm. So instead of the teacher now, because we've got some knowledge of humanity in our pockets here, mm. instead of the teacher being that information giver, I think it needs to be a vessel to help explore and, uh, with the kids and help them find the information they're seeking a little bit more. I, th- I just think it needs to start shifting its look because it's a bit outdated. Um, I was going to say that it's a very outdated system yeah. in education and that's not a detriment because we're still teaching things although we have to be more fluid with technology and stuff we are still teaching things to our kids that we 200 years ago they're like I'll, I'll just get no you can't use that it's like yeah. but that is the real world now yeah. it's, it's yeah, you'll never have a calculator in your pocket yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. yeah but an interesting point that you're talking about how the confidence mm. they lose the confidence that sort of mainstream schools because I've seen. I saw a documentary about uh, private schools, and is it is it is the education actually better? Why do private school kids do better? And it, it they basically there's lots of factors, obviously, and people always say connections, but but what they found was the biggest thing was private schools give them confidence. Mm. So when they come out of school, they think they can do anything, and they know that they if they work hard, they are going to achieve a level of success that yeah. is going to be happy yeah, with. Yeah. They're going to be happy with where. Like you say, the state schools, um, they they get that confidence almost taken away if they're not academically mm. gifted, and that is a lot of kids, especially young boys as well. They, yeah, you, you yeah. know they don't a lot. Like I was art kid, like I got middle of the road everything, and art was my subject, and I just didn't care really about it. And now. It's silly because I, I love history and I love learning, especially with podcasts. I mean, you can learn anything you want to mm. in about an afternoon, really, can't you? You become an expert, it's fine. Two um, bears, one cave. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, you do. A lot about the world. But you do, you learn a lot about different people and world. You know, you can be across the other side of the planet now and learn. You can, you can think, oh, I could do anything because I can see people do anything on TikTok mm. or YouTube. Mm. But what they miss, I think, in mainstream schools is they teach them, if you do these steps, then you get this grade, like we talked about earlier. But it's not, like, if you work really hard and fail and work hard and fail Mm. and work hard, then you may get to somewhere that you want to be. But that's not taught in school. That's sort of, like, there's a right answer and there's a wrong answer, largely, Mm. you know. Um, And I think that's probably where a lot of kids fall down. It's quite subjective, isn't it? Like, success as well. For sure, yeah. What you see success as, because those in Mm. the private schools we could see as coming out high-achieving, but what are their mindsets like, Mm. you know? Mm. If their mum and dad are working all the time or very busy on here, are they getting love experienced at home? And then they're going to have very different complications from that. I went, I saw a keynote speak and somebody said, I never judge a kid about the amount of money that's been in the home, but the amount of love that was shown in it. Mm-hmm. And when they said that, I thought, wow, that, that is beautiful. Because I've met some of the loveliest, kindest, rich people ever. And also really broken, mm-hmm. you know, mentally. They're just always chasing a goal. It's like the dance is here now. You, yeah. This is life. This yeah. is where it's at. But they, they can't stop this pursuit. Do you know what I mean? So it, success in schools, uh, 
is often just this thing you get at the end of it, it's this very piece of singular, paper. Isn't it? Yeah. And yeah. it's a very finite amount of time as well, mm-hmm. isn't it? That's, That's the thing. Amazing. You've not got your whole life to explore what you might want to do. You do have that because some people go into change careers, you know, in the 50s and 60s. Some people, you know, find music at a later age. But in school, you have a particular amount of time to learn a particular set of things. And there is no area in which you can... Uh, you know move away from that or try mm. something else unless you're doing extracurricular stuff which in our schools is very few and far between yeah. now um you know and then you you dilute that with 20 28 29 other young people and that's not for you you're over one side mm-hmm. and that's huge <laughs> well you've got like a cocktail of hormones going on Absolutely. as well you're yeah. trying to work you're trying out to figure yeah. out your, own your relationships yeah. and friendships yeah. and yeah, yeah. It, well, you, you're learning yourself yeah, you know, and, and I don't. And think there's no should, class on that. Absolutely, mm-hmm. and I don't think you should ever stop learning the bits about yourself all the way through your life. I don't think I go through any day where I go, you yeah, know, I've got all this sorted. Mm-hmm. I am. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, nice, wouldn't it? Though. It'd be lovely. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> a really good point, though, because you know, if 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 in school all of that kind of learning is is done like under pressure and it's not it's not fun you're not mm. engaged you're not you're just being forced to get these answers down on a sheet and then okay i've done it then you come out of school and are you going to want to learn anymore yeah you, you know it could definitely have a knock-on effect yeah. for you to actually be like oh yeah no i, I'm, I kind of want to do this i want to mm. do that so like, oh, just just no more thank you yeah yeah i, I really enjoyed this part because i kind of i get us all on a, a fuller picture yeah. And it's a firm that I'm really glad I'm working with you all. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, but your, your, points, your point's probably more valid than the one I made because education for our young people is something that's done to them. It's not mm. something they choose to do. Mm. It's something you have mm. to do. And that when you have to do something that you struggle with and you have to do something because you've been told legally you've got to do it yeah. and your parents are going to be in trouble if you don't do it, that becomes fun and if something isn't fun for young people in particular who have that you know curiosity about mm-hmm. life it it's you've lost it yeah yeah it becomes sure. a chore and that's when they start to push against it because they've still got that mindset of, of children of course you know mm. yeah yeah I, I remember going into classrooms and was having to just copy the objectives on the board and so on and you mm. think yeah. oh my god this is such a passive experience but then there was one teacher you go into and he says, right, everyone in, everyone, and you're all excited. And he's like, I'm going to tell you today why this is so important, this session. Mm-hmm. I'm going to really let you know to be here for the next hour, why you're going to value from this, what you're going to take out of it. And he just mm-hmm. got us captured mm-hmm. for the first 10 minutes. And from then we just, we were in, yeah. we were ready to learn. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's sometimes just meeting a wonderful teacher, isn't it? And just somebody yeah. that really... Uh, you know they're within the system but they're thinking i'm not going to let it beat me down though i'm going to yeah. make sure i infuse myself in this mm. but he did get kicked out after two months and i cried my eyes out i was gutted I, yeah. I, would, I would imagine He's in bottom set english right. and he was the one time i was like oh. i think i'm gonna get some out yeah, of this yeah. And then the head, new head came in, Mrs. Umbridge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not that you take Umbridge with that. For all them Harry Potter, <laughs> Harry Potter fans out there, I didn't actually say a real name. <laughs> um, but yeah, basically a very authoritarian teacher and because of his approach, mm, got him kicked out. Right. So mm. I, yeah, that was kind of probably where a lot of my hatred for the system mm. starts to stem from. I really saw it exposed in that moment. Mm. I would imagine every teacher, every person who goes into teaching has that desire to be that teacher. 
Yeah. And again, the systemic side of that, the pressure that's put on to achieve statistically mm. depletes that motivation. You end up becoming a cog in a big wheel. And I think a good amount, but I do also think there may be people that have got, it is authority it is yeah. for this i'm going to create this and they last longer because that's what it's looking for yeah yeah uh, I just, it's just a, yeah. a view i have um but jumping from that i've really enjoyed that chat um we're working with lads on this night for role models mm-hmm. and i think this is really important work uh one of the guys that couldn't be here tonight but mate ready daniel um yeah. and daniel I went to one of his men's circles, he invited me down, and when he first heard men's circle, I was a bit apprehensive, mm. I'd never heard of anything like it before, I'd had a really long day at work, I'd been to do a talk far away, just getting back, and I was so close to not going, I thought, mate, a men's circle, I've been invited down, I don't know what it is, it's raining, but something inside said, no, you've, you've been struggling recently, there's something going off. Mm. Let's go and see what it's all about. I was there for 10 minutes and I went, oh, I didn't realize I needed this in my life. (laughs) So important. It was just like really strong masculine men all around this circle, uh, big fire. And my my whole sort of vision of it, just uh, I I thought I'm just gonna let it take me, see where it goes. We went round, everybody sort of said their piece. Daniel set a beautiful tone. And then I purged, I like opened up, I just said everything I could say. So from that moment, I thought, okay, that's beautiful. Came, started working on the sessions that we're already doing here with the kids. And they just kept coming to me with struggles and Mm. problems and as kids do. And then it it just felt really symbiotic. It felt like this Mm. sort of serendipitous moment of, okay, mental health stuff here, this is healing me met you like practical boxing and then kind of I was like this can work there's something in this for me and then we had these chats and thought okay men's work I think we need to we do need to separate it because I think when I saw the lads here around the girls they don't open up as honestly and authentically as they would when they come to you on a level so I thought okay let's separate this night bring some lads together and do this talk, but but what's your opinions on that? Like this toxic masculinity, masculinity in the whole, lads coming together and having conversations. Jay, you're you're the oldest here. <laughs> <laughs> it, it it wasn't necessarily oh done in in when you were at school, was it? Um, lads coming together. It's still not doing in our era properly yet. No. But talk about it when you were at school. No, lads didn't talk about stuff. Men didn't talk about things that were bothering them. You bottle it up. You pushed it down. You know. I think Bill Burr does a um, he, he does a sketch where he's going push it down, keep pushing it down. You know. That's his bagger. Yeah, you know, mate. Yeah, but that, that is, yeah. but it is. You know that. that the tigers. Yeah, yeah, that was that. But that was what it was, wasn't it? Um, you know, I've been to the men's circle a couple of times. You know, it's good in it. It's brilliant, yeah. Um, and I started talking about things I didn't even think I would want to talk about. To be fair, but you just have this forum to open up. And I think when you look at, because I, I spent a lot of time in my career looking at things that um, you know would make your toes curl, and reading things and having worked with young people, um, I think there isn't a space for men. And young men in particular now 
to have that space for themselves and have an opportunity to have permission and I, i'm big on that word at the moment uh, a lad or a man to have permission to express their feelings without quite quickly being shut down by some other facet of society mm. you know and i i i would have relished something and we've said it around the mm. fire i would have loved something like that when i was going through my struggles as a teenager to sit down and have you know have the 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 fire circle and have mm. the opportunity to share and hear that i wasn't the only one struggling regardless of my age or experiences mm. you know sitting around the fire now we did it last night you know and listening to what people were struggling with on a day-to-day -day basis it's very real for them mm. giving them the opportunity to do that gives them an opportunity to open and learn and not feel threatened by what other people including their own friends at school are going to say about that toxic masculinity is a different you know it's a different facet to that because at the moment society is very heavily weighted towards the toxic masculinity mm. you know this is what it is and this is why um and it's all over the media and our i think that is a really dangerous thing for our young men mm. um to be told that they are a certain way they they do certain things um and can be certain ways to other people before they've even actually had the bloody opportunity to explore who they are yeah, they're being yeah. told who they are yeah. and it's not very nice who you are because of your gender you're not very nice before they've worked out whether i am nice or i'm not mm, you know i get yeah it's, that's hard so yeah it's it's moved on a a long way particularly in the last 18 months around that, yeah I in the last 18 months i mean yeah. i think two years ago i was really concerned about the message that was coming out you know and i work in social sciences I was really concerned about the message that was coming out on social media about men um, and the impact, you know, even on me as, as in my 40s, the impact that would have on our young men and who they are feeling, you know, statistically, men are more likely to commit suicide, they're more likely to go into prison, you know, and all that sort of stuff. And you're thinking, well, okay. And now we're telling them that just by virtue of being male, you are toxic or... Mm. That was the message that was coming out in the media, yeah. Because yeah. toxic masculinity, in my opinion, exists. Yes, it does. <laughs> and it, you know, that we could really get into the meat of what that looks like. But yeah, you, you go, Matt, as well. Talk about your experience of being a man, mm. being able to come out and talk about your emotions <laughs> to other men, and yeah, maybe get onto the what toxic masculinity looks like to you. I mean, I'm not a very manly man, so it might be a very short. Um, bit from me here but um what's that you you make furniture mate yeah you're more manly than That's, me yeah yeah but I've, I've always been and you actually just to intercept i think sometimes people's strength or disguised strength is often a weakness you know this big bravado masculine yeah, man man yeah i've never been bothered about getting to the gym and getting you, buff and things like that really you're quite openly like quite a sensitive soul and but really kind and friendly 
And for me, that what's perceived as a weakness here mm. is a massive strength. So, so true. I'm very yeah, agreeable. So true, yeah. I'm a very agreeable person. I've always been like very happy. I always wanted to please to my detriment largely. And I, you, you, you find that stuff out as you get older, don't you? You think mm. this is being a nice person. And you think people take advantage. And then you sort of you regulate yourself, don't you, as you get older and things like that. But jumping off the back of what Jay said, actually, was like these young boys get told that they are you know, maybe toxic, toxic masculinity or they have tendencies for it for something they've done. But what, what worries me a lot is is the lack of... Um, they're not allowed to make those mistakes and be maybe a bit silly growing up. Everyone's silly growing up. We've all made decisions that we think, oh my God, yeah. if I did that today, I'd probably, you know, <laughs> think I was an absolute idiot. And you see young kids that do it and you've been there so you go well you're not a bad kid you've just made a mistake but maybe they get labeled by peers and friends and and maybe parents that they they know of they're they're a bad kid now because you know that and because it's such a buzzword now if you hear that in the same sentence as someone's name you know they're toxic they've got they're quite toxic with their sort of personality and their masculinity it's sort of an outcast um type thing now isn't yeah, it where yeah. where it's almost maybe they were like i did make a mistake there but there's no opportunity for that growth uh, yeah i think that's probably my mm. biggest worry when I, I see you know young lads even even lads in their 20s you know they're still learning you know i think society expects a lot from everyone now you need it's almost this like hustle culture you need to be moving forward you need to be accelerating you need to be learning you need to be growing all the time and sometimes you just want to have a sit down you know <laughs> not not you know you need to just reflect inward um and and think you know how's this year gone what have i done well this year what do i not like quite about myself and i think that's what therapy actually does as well because i've been through a therapy you know from like stuff going through all my life that i got quite ill so you think well i probably should see someone now um and it it um it it, it opens a door because i was always very introverted um I, I'd, I'd never share anything with anyone well, i guess that's quite traditionally masculine isn't it you don't talk i grew up in a household where we didn't talk about feelings none of us did it's just it's just how a lot of people i imagine yeah. grow have grown up um, and when you do open that door to be like, oh, I can actually talk about things and people listen and then give you gentle advice, mm. it's a massive eye opener. And I mm. think, I think everyone should go through through some form of therapy. And I don't mean in in terms of like paying for it. I just maybe just a friend that will listen Co- and talk to you about. It. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 I think that's a big part of this circle, isn't it? Because you know these these boys are coming, and through the weeks they've they've opened up more and more and more, yeah. and. You know, during that time in, in, at the circle, we'll have like um, a topic for discussion, mm. and it's up to them if they want to share or if they want to sit quiet. And even from the topics, just from listening to them, you know, a lot of it has been like, like with a challenge or um, with if you're suffering from mental health, going you know on a negative front. Actually, knowing to reach out to people, mm. know who know who you can talk to, know mm. know who you can just kind of like say, actually, I'm just having a bit of a rough time, mm. and just to be able to speak about that, and I think that's like such an important skill to have. Not even a skill; it's it's part of being human. Necessity, mm-hmm. yeah, necessity. Yeah. You've mm. got to be able to know that you can actually have people who you just need to. I just need a chat, 
Um, and if, if you don't have one of these like circles that you can go to, knowing who in your life you can just have a chat with and that it's okay to have that openness, mm -hmm. that time. Finding um, the right people. Yeah, and I think these, you know, through the weeks, the lads are opening up more and more and they're actually starting to realise what it is to share something that's going on in their life. Um, and like the prompt always being what, what's going well and maybe what's not going so well. And mm. just that alone, some of them will really open up with it. You know, oh, I had a great weekend. I had a great like birthday party. Yeah. I haven't laughed as much as it. Oh, that uh, was yeah, yeah, fantastic. Get onto some of those moments. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's incredible. It's <laughs> incredible. But there's the other way as well. Oh, you know, I'm I'm a bit stressed actually. You know, school's piling a lot of homework on. We're, we're seeing a lot of insight, and and they're actually feeling in a place where they can share. Mm. You know, and I think that's that's really important that they're not just bottling it up. Because, yeah, that's where it can come out. And these are all natural emotions like aggression or whatever it is. But mm. when you just bottle, 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 that's when it lashes out. Yeah. Yeah, Predominantly, absolutely. you can yeah. see that in young men a yeah. lot of the time. I was one of them. But that's quite mm. sad, isn't it, that, that, we, that we have a society still yeah. where young men in particular still don't feel able unless they're sat around, given permission perhaps mm -hmm. from the older generation, mm. um, that, that we we can share our feelings and it's okay to do that the that they, they perhaps can't necessarily do that in other facets of their life for, for whatever reason um and the hope is that this has a knock-on effect hence the term role models mm. it has a knock-on effect that they start to share and open up and they feel comfortable in doing it and that has a knock-on effect to the next one mm. the next one the butterfly effect i'm really glad you said the the role models thing there because the next sort of part of the discussion I just what what is a role model like to mm. you guys I, I'm really interested in that I had a bit of a, a set maybe quite rigid idea of role model and I was asked it recently and then somebody said something completely different because I, I don't like the grime music nowadays really I, I've listened to the lyrics and I thought oh man <laughs> but then it, me and Frisco if you've met him a few of the nights here we had a bit of a an interesting in the heads maybe a little bit but it really opened up a perspective for me on yeah okay that's that is a role model in its essence and mm. so it's to you guys I, i'll go to you first Matt. i was gonna I'll say go. please don't come to me it's been so. obvious choices yeah. it's nice around. but matt um a role model for you what is your definition of a role model um i'd probably say anyone that can almost give you a a different perspective on something that you've already thought about even, you know wow. so someone that even if you you wouldn't have even have to meet the person you know you listen to a podcast or a show or something or or read something and they and you think oh that's interesting i think those 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 are the moments you remember as you get older mm. you know you look back and you think oh yeah i do remember when when i was thinking maybe you know of changing careers and someone said that some advice to help you out of nowhere usually it's out of nowhere as well which i always find um but yeah somewhat something something that helps you sort of calibrate where your next move might be or help you with something that you're struggling with i think anyone that does that um is 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 what i would think would be classed as a role model i think mm -hmm. so yeah mm -hmm. go on then jay mm -hmm. role model okay so I, I agree with that and I, I found that that was a very powerful statement you mm. know somebody yeah, can definitely. give you that different perspective because as a kid 
in with the life I had. My role models were film stars, mm. you know, um, big muscular, you know, or somebody that can fly with a cape, you know. Um, they were my role models. They were the truth, justice, and the, the usual way. Um, you know, that those was people that I looked up to because in my, my personal life, perhaps the male role model, as it were, wasn't necessarily a good one. Mm. Um, and then I were, I've gone through my life and career and I've, I've taken bits mm. of different people that have affected me and molded me, including yeah. my own children, including the kids that come here. Sorry, kids are calling you kids. The young people that come here and the other men that I work with and the women that I work with. And I take bits from each. And that, for me, is what the essence of a role model is. I think I wouldn't want, I wouldn't want to be constrained to having one role model. Mm. I think no. I, I've got to a point in my life, whether it be the oldest or whatever, where I know pick and mix, that yeah. I can... Yeah, pick mm. and mix. I love it. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I, I completely agree with yeah. that. So, what about you, Ollie? When you asked that question, I had an interesting thought, actually, because like a role model could almost be something that's like... Like you guys have said, these are conscious or maybe more for you, Jay, superheroes. That's a conscious decision that you're going, oh, role model, I like, there's something there that I like. And what you were saying, Matt, seems a little bit more on the subconscious where you weren't looking for the guidance as such, but it kind of found you and Mm. then it it played out as a role model. So there's like an almost interesting dynamic between like consciously going, oh, that's a great role model or that's something that I aspire to. And then actually something coming out of kind of the left field and be like, whoa, oh, right, yeah. And it's, you're not, you're not like kind of kind of um, looking for it, but it, it kind of finds you. Uh, but a role model for me, um, I think when you see someone um, deal with a situation, and you just think, "Wow, that was like um, just done maturely and um, like elegantly." Someone who 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 can perform maybe something where maybe it's a tough conversation. You know, and and if 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 I saw someone like navigate a really tricky conversation and and do it well, do it with care and compassion, that would be like, wow, yeah, no, that's that's kind of what I want to aspire to be like. I can learn from this person. Um, so I think it's someone who's kind of almost um, walked the path before you've got there, mm. and it's a path that you're like, this is this is important that I also need to kind of take on board. Mm. Um, I- I think it's really interesting because did you guys all see that Andrew Tate uh, coming out? Um, I saw him get cancelled. He got cancelled. Yeah. I saw him on Piers Morgan. I yeah. I yeah. saw snippets. I don't really watch it, but uh, he, saw snippets the, of it. The problem is with social media is you kind of, to stick out now, you have to be hyperbole. You have to be exaggerated and out there. But the pro- there was some stuff he was saying in probably more the podcast where you've got to go searching and rooting yeah. through really good stuff for men to hear it was just the the snippets i was hearing was stuff that i don't agree with whatsoever but i love that sense of you know to a degree he is a role model and that's pick and mixing and i love this quote it's a the best way to combat bad speech is better speech Mm. instead of just cancelling it and saying no that can't exist no no we don't have that you end up getting this this black market down here of Mm. people nah screw the system screw you guys and it's divisive and they combat one another more dangerous yes yeah but then if you go okay let's talk about what he's saying let's think about what he said that's beautiful that not so this is why yeah 
you get people finding these role models all over and taking the best parts of them away to amalgamate themselves mm. from it. And I, I completely agree with what all of you say. It's a person of influence, isn't it, really? It's just mm. a person that sticks the head out, tries something, and somebody finds that inspiring in whatever world that is. Mm. Because, yes, I don't like this grime necessarily. More, It's another term they use now, the drill style. The lyrics for me are, are insane. <laughs> but to, to, to get on a stage and making thousands of pounds to be performing... That's a what he's took the risk. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff there that people can find inspiration from mm-hmm. and something out of. And I would have just poo pooed that as a that's that's not a role model. That's not a person of influence. Yeah. But actually, there's something in it. Mm-hmm. So I think everyone can be seen as a role model in some way or another mm-hmm. if you're stepping outside the line of the conformity, in essence. Mm-hmm. Especially you, musicians as well. Yeah. Because as I've gotten older. Like I'll listen to most things, but it's always the artists that I listened to when I was in my teens and early 20s that are the ones I go back to because they influence sort of, not necessarily how you think, but it's definitely like emotionally takes you back to a place where you think that was a good time. So maybe for the young people now, these drill artists, they're going to be the ones that they sort of look back on and say they said something powerful because I resonate with that age bracket that's music's coming out now mm. um so maybe it's just a shift in yeah. in in sort of generation really it was real i, I was just equating it to the night yeah. as well yeah, that we're sure. doing yeah. you know i won't mention any of the kids names or anything but let the facilitators good ends of the spectrum we've got daniel and we've got chris for example <laughs> two incredible people I won't give anything of Chris's background away or whatever, but I know he's risen from the ashes and found himself in a phenomenal place. Mm. Um, And yeah, that first ever session, he was unapologetically being him exact self. Daniel's got his version of what, and he's authentic and real in in his way. But there's different kids in these sessions that are going to, go over here and some are going to go over here and they've just got different needs and different purposes for them people and that's since we've been doing these sessions what I've enjoyed the most is seeing those people sort of build together and seeing the kids sort of over here one week and then actually maybe they need a bit of gentleness over here and they move around there so I'm so happy with what we've managed to to bring together because we do have all those different energies and it's really exciting yeah. to see now. I think I think going back to the the issue about the role models, I think also knowing what I do for a living, I also see so you talk about drill, grime, whatever it is, yeah. I think dependent on where that young person's coming from and the other factors that's influencing them at that particular given point. And I said it before, didn't I? You know, you, you, what happens sometimes in the first half an hour of your day can determine how your day goes, mm. how your week goes, and depending on the severity of whatever it is that's happened to you. So you take lyrics, for instance. Mm. If, you've, if you're coming from a place where things aren't the greatest and you're looking for a, a crux to hone in on mm. and you're listening to violent aggression Mm. you may well take that as the bit rather than the success of the person saying it 
because that person who does that might have come from a different yeah so it's really subjective isn't it it depends on what what place you're coming from as to how you are inspired and what part of that inspires you Mm. to move forward when for me as a role model the rambos the arnold's you know so the the robocops of the world I could have gone from a place where violence was something to solve something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't. I just looked at the strong characters leading other people. But it perhaps if I'd have gone from a different, I'd have had a different side to my spectrum, as it were. Mm. I might have thought that violence was the only way, and then become toxic. Mm. You see, you see. Well, I maybe there from? was some people in your life that you could think to where they brought that gentleness in with yeah. it that were yeah, other yeah. role models. Yeah, there is, you know, and, and I did have them, but some of our young people don't have them. Yes. And then you end up... So if uh, it's just violence, violence, violence in every direction. Yeah. So they you they were honing on the violence aspect mm. of something that perhaps is quite beautiful yeah. in terms of the lyrically and successfully and, yeah. and confidently getting out there and putting yourself out there and making success of, success of it using whatever lyrics, mm. they hone in on the lyrics bit yeah, and the violence yeah. bit. And, it, you know... It, I've seen that manifest itself. Yeah. It's not yeah. pretty. No. Yeah. And especially when they actually don't live that lifestyle, but they feel they've got to live up to it. Yeah. That's even worse to mm. see yeah. bring out in a person. Um, okay. Towards the nights of role models, I'd just like to talk about everyone's sort of favourite bits, some moments that you've got, anecdotal bits, where you've gone, oh man, this is, I'm glad I'm a part of this, I'm really enjoying it, because it's, it's bloody good, isn't it? It's really, they are, the, I remember the first session, and I'm not going to exaggerate this, but I went inside afterwards, and I'd seen a couple of lads around the fire, that were literally me when I was that age, mm-hmm. and the way that they opened up the first time, I try. I, I was just holding it in a little bit in the circle, just to, you know, I didn't want to let it all out all at once. So then we had the night, and I was in a bit of pilot mode because I couldn't believe what we were actually doing. But then I went inside, and we had the um, the sofa bed out downstairs. <laughs> I'd, I put Harry Potter on. I'm literally lying there with my partner, my daughter, and I'm just feeling this overwhelming sense of, wow, I've just been with amazing humans, helping these young people navigate themselves through a session. And I, I've just never felt that sense of pride before and that wholesome aspect of everything just come together. And I just, I had this buzz that wouldn't leave. And usually, do you know when you get a buzz, somebody says something cool and you get it for like goose pimples, yeah, five seconds. Yeah, yeah. I had it for about 10 minutes just there i was looking at pictures and it was like yeah. so what what have your favorite sort of experiences been from it and i will go for you first jay on this one <laughs> um Thanks, yeah. yeah talk us through a couple of moments um the specific moments you yeah. can go moments I, I, or feelings I, I afterwards think, i think the the feeling that I had afterwards, especially after the first couple of sessions, was was similar to yourself, because I've gone away from the whole being direct, whole face, working with the youth twenty years ago to sitting behind a desk most of the day reading stuff and telling people what to do. <laughs> Sounds great, it's not, um, you know. So going back in and, and and connecting with you and and doing this again is for me. I wasn't expecting that to happen. 
you know I've, I've done the monday nights with you and then we did the obviously the tuesday nights which is the role model session and i was i was dumbfounded by the energy that every single one of you and our young people put in parts of themselves to make that a success mm. and even those that only said i don't have anything i want to say said that they didn't have anything they want to say mm. um and I watched it. I'm watching it grow. That for me has been an absolute, an absolute pleasure because I've said this to you before. It's so different than when I did it, and I'm learning from you, and I'm learning from you too, and I'm learning from Chris and Dan, and I'm learning from from Ben and all the facilitators. Mm. I'm also learning what our young people are now dealing with on a day to day basis, you know, and the way they talk and what's infecting them now, which was different than when I worked with you 20 years ago and when I was a kid, 30 years ago, you see what I mean? Mm. And then there's the anecdotal bits of the cooking mm. and the way the sense of pride and achievement when we all sit around together and we, yeah, yeah mm. and we, we sit and we are just enjoying a meal as a, as a family and, and everybody's sitting there having it. And, and the, the, the laugh and the joke and the way in which they're even messing about with the, the cooker trying to get it lit. Doing the um, the pallet pulling with you the yeah. other week, it, it became a game. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was like, so you can get as many out as you can. Of course we won, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, it, it, but, but watching you and, and yourself, you know, going and showing them how you put a video on where, you know, you, you actually line that drill that properly. Was, that, Beautiful I literally moment. remember I, that moment yeah. of yeah. Matt's yeah. hand coming in and, oh, and just, just making it go. perfect. That's, you know, this is actually Chrissy, like, if you're gonna do it, do it right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You didn't say it, but your hands said everything. And yeah. that young person looked round and they then did it. Those moments. Yeah. I I've, love that you I've, picked up on that. I've missed. Mm -hmm. But that but I think I think those are the moments that these young people will remember as well. Mm. And I think that's that's fantastic. And having strong leadership. Yeah. The problem with leadership in a lot of careers and aspects is it becomes a power trip mainly, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and actually we are we are all in a privileged position of responsibility. Yeah, we we're not powerful in that way. We're powerful by the virtue of that we've got the responsibility to teach and help and guide. Mm. And I think that is the most beautiful thing about this role models night. I really do. That's beautiful, mate. Yeah, well said. And I'll go yeah. now on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mate, that, that's stunning. Yeah. <laughs> Lads, hands down, mic drop. <laughs> yeah, Matt, what, what have you encountered? Um, I mean, I remember the first session I did. And um, when I came away from that, I, I it felt like it was a really important thing that we... It's largely what, what you've said there, Jay, but it's it's a really important thing that we that, to be a part of, really, for me personally. And... To, through the, the last weeks that we've done it um, I've learned a lot how just to talk to them as well you know what's um, how they are in themselves you know some are, some are sometimes quiet some are sometimes a bit more rowdy and then you just get to see their little like personalities and we get around the fire and we start talking um, and everyone really respects the fire which is I think is, is a really valuable skill they yeah. will take going forward um and kind of unexpected to happen so quickly yeah mm. absolutely and and that is i think that's one of the biggest things i've taken away from the last couple of weeks as well is to see them 
really understand what is what is uh, is available to them in mm. the in the in the men's circle where they can start to talk about this. I don't think there's really many lads that say now I've not really got it. They'll say all of them will say something small, yeah, and it, it's not sort of like opening that tap of of their sort of like oh I can say something here as well. This is my little time to say something, and um, I just I've, I've become very sort of proud of how they get to these little stages and and the, the cooking especially as well at the end where they've just said i've cooked this and we're all eating together and it is it's a lovely really lovely moment at the end just to tie it all together the night um and it's um it's it's just really a really cool thing to be a part of it's nice really cool... when you see a night or an idea develop on the spot isn't it yeah. you sort of like bringing thoughts to the front and okay we'll try that do that but the the food thing that was organic that didn't mean to happen but it just made sense that oh they've cooked okay should we all just sit over there and outside together and then we thought right this is a thing implementing that and it just constantly little stepping stones and building process and it just keeps working that way doesn't it parents came last night yeah, 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 the parents were involved. Cool. Yeah. The parents were, were eating the food. That, that was yeah, a good moment. A special moment, yeah. And that too is um, some of them have gone home having learnt how to cook yeah. at the night yeah. and gone on to actually make that meal for the family at home. Yeah. Mm. And that's like, cool. if that's not like a transferable skill, them showing that they're passionate, they're interested and they're enjoying it. Like, I just thought for me that was such an amazing, yeah. like... Um, just, just a little something to hear about. It's, uh... I'll go back round this way again, but uh, any other little moments that you can refer to or think of where uh, a kid did this or something around the circle or in your sessions, actually? Um, I don't get to go in the horse box enough when the things are going off. It's not enough room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't fit in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but better, yeah, there's uh, good vibes in there. Yeah, we're always good vibes in the horse box. Always good vibes. Um, yeah, I think um, the horse box has been a great project because they've they've been allowed to become responsible for tools, mm. and we're showing them trust, and we're showing them we're giving them guidance on how to use the tools, but we're trusting them to be responsible with them and follow our direction, and I think that that goes a long way for the young lads because I think trust is something when you place that in someone it kind of empowers them but it also makes you go oh right they've trusted me i better respect them and and respect what they're Mm. expecting from me because otherwise you know that trust will be gone um and actually what what they're going to be learning to do with the drills and the building side of it it's like there's a there's just a whole wealth of knowledge that they can like glean Mm. from doing that um so yeah it's been it's been really fun just getting them drilling and stuff like that uh and their the eagerness is something that really comes across. A lot of the lads are like, oh yeah, we, we want to come on the horse box. And yeah. like, oh, c- can I do this drill? C- can I do some more? Can I do some more? And you, they're, they're all there, raring mm. to go. So that um, sense of self-belief then as well. We've given the trust. Mm-hmm. They've succeeded with it. And they're like, I can do this. Yeah. I can yeah, do yeah, And yeah, you definitely. just keep seeing that. Instead of you putting the drill in their hands, you're seeing them going and picking up that drill from the start then. And you're like, that yeah. wouldn't have been their mm-hmm. week one. No. Well, you sit around the fire week one and everything's quite embryonic, isn't it? And it, everybody's sat there in their shell. Yes. You know, and then you'll get the ones on the day will go, are we cooking? Can I do the cooking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can yeah, I go yeah, to the yeah. horse box? Yeah. Can I do this? Yeah. Can I play football? You know, and they will, like, we talked earlier about your sort of education 
on the curiosity and allowing them to just move fluidly mm, into what it. they want to yeah. do. Yeah. And now we're seeing that on the night. That's 100% true. Yeah. Any, anything else for you, Matt? There's a little moment that um, filled your heart with a bit of joy. Just how Ollie was talking then with the tools as well. If you get a crowbar out, they, absolutely, everyone loves a crowbar. But there was there was one. I think it was two two nights ago that we did it. Um, it was um, we were ripping out the horse box to 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 build it back up, and one of the younger lads, he was really struggling with this massive piece of plywood and it's about the size of him probably bigger than him and he was trying to rip it up with this crowbar and smashing it smashing it smashing it and then when he finally because he'd been working at it for a good 10 minutes you know mm. it's a hard put like effort into it and it, when he did it you see his face he was like yeah i just got that out <laughs> you know and we we were like yeah you did that mate. nice work and it's just those little sort of yeah. things that you, you sort of a, have to... a metaphor of the night in yeah, front yeah. of you yeah <laughs> i think he seemed, almost seemed like a bit shocked yeah like, oh, God, i've done that now <laughs> or, or it also because it's like quite destructive it's like yeah normally I'd get in trouble if I did something like this yeah, so it's that that, allowing that's them to yeah, that's a good say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's going down that's it. and Jay anything that you I, I just I just the, the the sense of responsibility that the young people have got now um, I think they always have but being allowed to to try things out um, Tony, who came the other week, oh, um, you know, he was, I was saying to him, what are you going to do then when you come down? And he said, oh, I've got axes, I've got knives. I'm, <laughs> when he first said it, I was thinking, what? <laughs> You're going to give him an axe? But then using the tools responsibly, yeah, being yeah. taught that these things are, are, are dangerous and to be respected. Then when he did get a, an axe out, they listened. Um, and I sort of ducked in and put my head around and watched what, the ha- what was happening. And they was watching this older gentleman mm. with an axe in his hand, mm. listening to how to hold it, how to use it, how to cover it, and make sure it's fine. Now, that perhaps in the beginning of those sessions might not have been the case. But having gone through the sessions and learnt that something sharp is sharp to be respected, there is sort of productivity out of destruction every now and then. Mm-hmm. Something beautiful can come from something destructive. Mm. To then be put placed with these weapons yeah yeah. i thought that was a lovely moment i did i really did and and even the facilitators that were with tony as the facilitator even they were sort of it was like they weren't separate from the young people Mm. and the young people weren't separate from the facilitators they were on that that level together it's a fantastic moment yeah you put it out on a video it's yeah this this huge what would be classed in their eyes as a weapon and have one purpose he brings these really dainty beautiful Mm. spoons out and he's like yeah Yeah. i made that this this. (laughs) yeah Yeah, the the polarity there was stunning i remember seeing that yeah i think uh my moment was last week as well there was around the fire and as one of the the leaders on this, I've really had to step into a place that I've never really been before. It's all alien to me, conducting a team. We are all a team together. I've just got to make sure I'm sailing the ship at times. So building rules and structure to it, Mm. when I'm quite an elusive guy anyway myself, and I I just want everyone in, and I've realised that's not possible. Uh, But last week, I was semi preoccupied in my head when somebody else turned up who wasn't on the the list and all that and then sort of head down not really engaging to what I perceived 
But then, as it got round to his going the circle, first he he, had, he really opened up, and it was a really stunning moment. And I was like, oh, that that was unexpected yeah. and lovely. And then went round again, got got nice and silent, and unprompted, mm, this lad, yeah, this yeah. lad just went, can I just say something? And we're all looking up a bit perplexed, like, <laughs> what's he going to say? Are we all right here? And he just went, I've never listened like this, ever. I've learned in, the first, in 10 minutes of being here more than I've ever learned at school. Mm. And honestly, my heart just went, wow. I'm glad we had that nuanced perspective because if I saw somebody that was a new face and we're trying to build this, no, sorry, but we've got a team now, that moment wouldn't, wouldn't have existed. Mm. And I'm so happy it did because it was, for me, really beautiful mm. that somebody for a first night when we built a bit of a... A squad to mm. come in and add beauty to it. I thought, okay, there's there's more we can do in this. And that was the right call to make, Mikey. You know, it's been difficult. I managed many staff during the course of of years now, and it was you know it was the right call to make. And I was on the fence with that, and was sort of like, mm, we've got this core group. This is yeah. the nucleus of with what we we want now, and quite rigid. And that was my. Not ignorance, but that was my perception of what I did years ago. It was the right call, you know, that, yes, you can't have a whole new group come in, no. but having and the allowance and, and the fluidity to have somebody come in, he learned, even if he doesn't come again, mm. he this said is what's possible. that, and that is that moment where you have the core group, yes, who come every week, who help facilitate the fire now because they open up to allow somebody who's never been before never done that before to have that permission to then say what he said if mm. it never comes again he'll remember that moment mm. yeah. i think right that's that's, that's amazing isn't it because yeah. I, the boys there they are helping facilitate the circle now they are they yeah. are taking 100 mm -hmm. percent, and um and that that the whole circle dynamics like kind of evolving in that they're all growing and being more open but they're also really helping a man like an incredible space yeah and I, I i sit there and i'm listening to the topics of discussion and you've got like 10 11 12 year old boys talking about these topics and it's like my god I, you know i never thought of it like that mm. that's amazing you know and I, i'm like genuinely learning yeah. from these yeah. circles yeah. I, I think that's why this feels very fresh and new and invigorating something for me because it's not just been a hammering school session <laughs> but, <laughs> but again for for the adults around to be in a learn learning opportunity mm. and we're all taking on stuff and trying to implement new stuff it feels like it's always taking form from one another mm. and everyone feels valued mm. in that and getting value from it so I think sometimes in a, a classroom setting this is the authority, yeah. listening to what I've got yeah. to say, you don't have a place of it. Yeah. But for everybody to think, Mikey, could we try this? Or Mikey, can we do this? And for the youngest ones to the oldest ones all putting in a bit of something and going, mm. well, let's explore it. There might be another way. <laughs> there is yeah. always another yeah. way. And it's that's how it feels. We're, we're going to constantly be growing. And I would like to see that come into mainstream somehow mm. of a, mm. just a building process. That's the, how the best yeah. things work is constant facelifts isn't it yeah. i love that we have debriefs we've got a group chat together mm -hmm. and we're always looking at yeah love that not so keen on that have you thought about this it just it yeah. 
it really helps the thing. And I said, I said the ship. last, I was, yeah, the, the, the ship, you know, I, I said last week, um, the, the young man who was in front of me, as I was saying, we were talking about challenge. Do you remember? We were talking about challenge and, and in my head, I was going to impart a bit of knowledge about taking bite-sized chunks, taking small steps to get to the end. Mm. And he said it, he, it was like he was reading my mind. Uh, and yeah, he yeah. said it, and mm. I'm thinking, wow. Yeah. And he's like more less than half of my age. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just imparted this this knowledge that he's already got. Yeah. He's got it from somewhere, but he's got it, you know. Mm. What do I know? And that's when I said, I'm I'm learning as much from all of you and you young people as well, as as a forty two year old man, as you'll ever learn from me. And I think when we stop doing that and we stop learning that's where it comes stagnant stagnant um last last part to this then lads um in the circle we we go around and we all talk about our week's been and then we have a bit of a group discussion about something i'll go this way around (laughs) i'll go no that way that way that way (laughs) um actually no i've not been to enough um uh, what some of What's your favourite discussion we've had and something that you've learnt most from when we've introduced it into the group and we've all had a bit of an intellectual exchange about something? Because I think there's been some really interesting discussions in them groups. So, okay, I'm going to get... Are you ready? You look ready. Yeah, well, I mean... Yeah. I, well, I, was, yeah. I think Mikey should start, to be fair. Sorry, Mikey. Um, I think... Uh, last night was really interesting for me the what is mental health um god (laughs) it's very arbitrary language isn't it mental health and it's got a lot of layers to it i think that there was just so many really important things said into that mixture and that the lads were really engaged in it so you can clearly tell Mm that they're experiencing something, they're, they're, they're going on that internal dialogue that they just clicked in mm. and they're like, I want to know about this. So by wanting to learn about it, they're all adding in, is it this, is it that? And uh, yeah, it was quite a vibrant conversation, I thought. Mm. Um, my, my perspective, like something you said last night was really profound and your thought on, well, it might... Can I say the a bit of it or? Yeah, uh, yeah, go for it. it no, it's just yeah. like how a, a member of your family. Um, yeah, okay, yeah. I won't say yeah, all of it, okay, but it was yeah. a member of the yeah, family. Something yeah. quite catastrophic. Yeah, actually. quite. Yeah, and uh, and when you sort of said it just got branched as and it, yeah. it's because they had mental health. I thought, yeah, yeah, that it's an easy way to just pigeonhole something yeah. mm-hmm. like that, and that that caught me quite deep that Mm. so yeah I think for me getting to that point of we all have mental health we all need to keep working on our stuff and being able to have spaces like this where we we open up and we share and we're together um so yeah that was my discussion of last night there was a lot of interesting thoughts penetrating the mind Mm. Mm -hmm. go on Ali what what have you had as a discussion we had Uh, I really did enjoy the one on challenge um Challenge felt like quite a broad topic in some ways. Um, you could kind of go a lot of ways with it. Um, but I just, I just thought it was amazing how 
like each lad took it in turns and they'll just say their little bit and by the end of it we just had this whole kind of like body of ideas and kind of knowledge on what a challenge is and that challenges can be really good for you mm. if you don't challenge yourself you're not going to push against you're not going to like grow and grow within your strength it would grow within yourself um but also that challenge you don't have to feel overwhelmed by it you can overcome challenge by doing the step by step just what 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 is the next thing that i need to do break it down into bite-sized pieces so you can work through something um and also if something's overwhelming you if something's really challenging don't feel like you need to sit with it mm. like speak to people talk mm. open yeah. up you know find people who can help you and i think just like talking about that with these young lads is is my hope that 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 will help them be like oh yeah I have got a challenge actually mm. but maybe I could break it down or maybe actually I could just go speak to someone and they can just get me back on track with it a little bit and help me kind of work through it it's, it's that nice idea of them repurposing words instead of oh everything's bad it's yeah. like is everything a challenge mm. yeah and what do we think to challenge yeah that I remember that conversation and I, I remember one of the lads on that night literally said instead of his homework uh, oh God, I can't, I've got this to do. It's like, oh, I've got a challenge in front of me. And I thought, oh, that's, that's <laughs> lovely. Yeah, it's reframing it. Yeah, it's yeah. Phrasing and reframing it. Mm. It's, it's, oh God, I've got homework. Actually, I've got a challenge now. Yeah. And that's, that's another bit I like at the end of the circle quite often. We'll, we'll, we'll sign out and say our name and often we'll say something that's affirmative. Like, yeah. you know, I'm Ollie, I can do it. Yeah. Or I'm Ollie and I'm here for you. Yeah. yeah. And I just think it's such a nice affirmation to, to finish the circle Good with. Word, yeah. Every, everyone's there and they're just, it can be as simple as that. And that's just how we close off that space. Mm. Go on, Matt. What, what conversation or group discussion? I remember the one um, that we were doing about respect. Mm. And um, the when when Daniel opened up with what do what do we think respect is and, and i think you like pretty all around the circle all the boys said um respect is is um is earned mm. and and i think it's quite i don't want to like it's quite a young person's mentality to think that it's almost like an old wives tale because chris jumped in and he said well if we all have to earn respect then there's none give it initially yeah uh, and you you do have to give respect um and then if it's not reciprocated then it's a different uh, it's a different conversation but if we all give respect initially isn't that how you earn it and then and then it's and then it's a trust and then it, it goes on from there and that's how friendships are built in different relationships but but i, I just really enjoyed that part mm. because it was almost like them thinking oh there is a there's something different that we can we can do day to day that's a day to day thing you know respect to everyone and it was just a really nice moment where it was almost a bit of a bit of wisdom being yeah. imparted to mm. some young lads that might not have thought of that I, I differently give, um appreciation to us all as a group when we see something going a bit too far one way and unbalanced there's always somebody that goes i'm just going to throw this into the mix and see what yeah. you think to it I and try and bring gonna, that balance yeah. back yeah. Because that was a healthy, it's not a conflict, but just Chris kind of stepping in and saying, well, actually, there's another take to this. Yeah. It's kind of like, the boy's like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you could easily let them breeze by and just have their thoughts. But adding that to the pool, it's like, oh, wow, you know, there's mm. a bit more to it than just what we thought. Mm. So there really, there is no 
real absolutes, are there? There's importance to look at the different philosophies and ideas mm. and thought processes around it. And even though the, there probably are some times where you can be absolute to a degree, but in these groups and discussions, it's important for that friction to mm. be there so we can all have a healthy mm. attitude and balance within it. And I've just noticed that with everybody involved, even the kids, yeah. they make sure they're thinking what about and what other could be. I think that's really good. And so what about you, mate? What? <laughs> I, I like the challenge one. The challenge. Yeah, and I'm not going to repeat what, what you said. Um, I, I, I liked the... I like the if it was easy everybody would do it type mentality you mm, know and, mm. and that's what presents us with challenges every single day some people it's a challenge to get out of bed some people it's a challenge to to do anything you know fine motor skills wise or anything like that and i think the the way in which that conversation took form and took shape gave a fully rounded and they all have to be fair you mm. know and the, and the one about respect gave a fully rounded as, or as rounded as it can perspective on what challenge is mm. um, and you could see the penny dropping with certain certain young people and certain certain adults as yeah, well yeah, going yeah. actually mm -hmm. yeah you know um, I've seen this as a big weight and actually I need yeah, to face it I need it. to re reframe it mm. I, mean, I, I you know terminologies re let's reframe that let's not look at it as the defeatist let's look at it as a as a you know let's achievist it's, mm -hmm. it's, there's mm. a difference between defeatist mm. and achievist isn't they and the, and the way to get from one to the other is to face the challenge and they got it and i like that um i really did i wasn't uh, you know I, I liked the one last night um because uh, you know everybody had a different perspective on what mental health meant but the challenge one for me was the one that stuck out and it was the one where some of the young people who I didn't think were going to speak said things that were so profound that you wouldn't expect from mm. an 11 year old, mm. would you? You know, and that, it really struck me and it stuck with me since, you know, yeah. I've talked about it in work, to be fair. Really? Yeah, yeah. Mate, uh, I must say, out of all the nights we do, most of my tales and anecdotes when I'm with colleagues or friends, yeah. it all comes from the Tuesday night sessions. It really does. We, we have brilliant times, but there's something particularly special about what we're creating mm. and yeah i'd really like to see it blossom i'd like to see it move in i think we can take this places i mm. really do just need a big bus don't we we're sat on one yeah. <laughs> <laughs> guys thank you for today i've really enjoyed it um i hope we'd be up for making this maybe a monthly thing that we could discuss and and bring into the podcast because uh, I think it's important and there's going to be lots more discoveries on the way, lots of these conversations coming forward. So I've really enjoyed it. Have you all enjoyed it? Yeah. Yeah. Really yeah, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Thank yeah. you. Have you all, you've been on a podcast before, have you, Matt? Never. Never been no, on a podcast? Time, yeah. Mate, you're coming back just for <laughs> me, mate. Back in a You keep bus. trying. What, what, what about you, Ollie? Have you been on one? No. Podcast virgins. Not what was he said to me on mine? Well, the one I did with you, he said, I really wish I'd popped your cherry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Brilliant. That's why we're here. Because I, I brought you to, was it Daniel James's that I'd put I you did on that there? one, but I did um, Boothies. Boothies first. Boothies oh, first. Just beat me to the pit as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bless you. <laughs> right, well, I'll do my bit. Guys, you've been a part of the Old Farm Bus, Back of the Bus Sessions podcast. I'm going to leave you on this. I always do, and I always will. Mm. 
Just be nice to one another, you beautiful set of buggers. All you gotta do is be nice.